Hey, real quick, if you're a return listener and you love low-value mail as much as I love doing it, please just do me a solid, leave a rating, leave a review. It really does help. All right, on to the show. Where are the low-value men? Like, what are what are all the low-value men up to during these trying times? Because the high-value men, they, I know they're around. They won't shut the fuck up. Low-value men, I have not heard a word out of. I'm starting to think I'm on their side. I think I want one of those. I want a low-value man. They don't make podcasts. I haven't seen one low-value man make a podcast. Do they not know how to use microphones? Maybe that's a good thing. That's That's hot. All right, I haven't seen, I've never seen a man use a microphone for good. Until now, everybody buckle up. It's low value mail time with your host, Danny Polishchuk. Oh, shit. Here we are. June 21st, 2022. It's a new episode of Low Value Mail. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. On your Tuesday evening, or if it's, uh, no, it'd still be Tuesday evening, unless I guess you're like in China, maybe, and then it's Wednesday afternoon, but I don't think we have a lot of listeners in China, because we don't take no shit from the CCP, and there's a, there's a bit of a language discrepancy as well. Anyways, <clears throat> thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. We have a fun episode for you tonight. Thank you very much, Oops. Forgot to turn my uh, computer sound off. You know what? I give people shit for not turning their sound off when they call in, and then I did it myself. What do you know? Um, but welcome to all the low value and uh, low value males and low value females. Um, we got a we got a different episode today. I've been trying to you know fuck around with the format. I, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like the news cycle has been a little on the light side. I feel like we've we've been getting some light light news, so um, <clears throat> I put it to a poll on YouTube. Uh, there were kind of similar similar options for the theme of the show. What is the dumbest thing you have ever done? What is the most embarrassing thing you have ever done? And and dumbest thing you have ever done, which could also be the most embarrassing thing you ever done. I do realize that, uh, but we put it up to a vote. There was like five hundred votes, and uh, dumbest thing narrowly beat out most embarrassing. So. If you have any funny stories about the dumbest thing you've ever done, or if it's not so funny, uh, that's fine too. Uh, if you don't, if you want to call in because you have something else you want to talk about, unrelated, you could do that too. It's it's a it's a low value show, is what it is. It's uh, you know, we run it loose, but um, just on that theme, we're gonna try something different. And uh, if anybody, oh, looks like we're a little on the loud side, um. Let me know. Yeah, okay. If, if there's any issues with the sound, please let me know. I just don't want it to be clipping here. Uh, apologize for that. Again, low value, no producer, all that stuff. Um, but so let's get to it. Just one quick thing, by the way. If you, uh, we have a Patreon episode after the show tonight uh, at around about 11.05 p.m. roughly. If you'd like to join and support the show, you can do so uh, at patreon.com slash low value mail sign up it's five bucks and uh you get an extra episode and then the link is already there or if you don't want to support patreon uh you can just sign up for a membership to uh the youtube channel and you get some emojis and stuff and 
That's about it. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so let's get to it. Welcome to everybody on Rumble, on Reddit, uh, who are watching. It's going to be a good one. We're going to have a good show tonight. So I was in St. Louis this past weekend. Uh, myself, Ryan Long, we were at Helium, St. Louis. Uh, we were supposed to have five shows. Thursday night show was canceled because every fucking flight, not every flight, but uh, literally one third of the flights out of LaGuardia were canceled. And then we had to take uh, the next morning. So they, because that's the thing too, they know, they know that your flight's going to be canceled. But, you know, they're dicking, they're stringing you along as long as possible. I, I, it's, it's infuriating because we're sitting there and, you know, everybody knows what's going on. We've had such bad luck flying. And then, you know, you get the thing is delayed and then they keep delaying it. And then, and cause we're on this text thing. So it's just like, I'm getting nonstop text cause they keep just changing the gates and then it's all over the place. By the way, yes. And I will say that getting your flight, uh, delayed and canceled is infuriating, but I've had something that never in my life until the last, uh, 12 months. And it's happened two times. I never even knew this was possible. Okay. But it's now happened two times in the last 12 months to me where I'm flying somewhere. <clears throat> I get one of these texts saying your flight has been delayed. You know, you might, it's been delayed two hours or whatever. So I go, okay, I'll go to the airport later. And then as you're getting ready to, you know, just you're dicking around or whatever you're doing, you get a text saying, Hey, your flight's actually on time now. We're, we've undelayed your flight. And you're like, well, I'm not waiting around the fucking airport, so I might not make my flight. I, in both instances, I luckily did make my flight. Um, but one of them, we were in Nashville last summer. And then I remember we got to the gate, and I go to the gate, and I go, hey, you guys did this where you canceled our flight a couple times and or delayed it, and then you just went back to saying like, it's on time. I'm like, do a lot of people miss their flights when this happens? And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, tons, tons of people miss their flights. I'm like, what the fuck kind of policy is this? But anyways, we made it just do mega bus. Someone says, Jake, Jake, you can't do mega bus to fucking St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. From New York. You know how long the goddamn mega bus takes fucking forever. But so, uh, we get to the show. They're, they're good shows. Um, the ones we made, the one on Thursday had to be canceled. And we were in the airport and we saw, or we didn't see, but we were talking to Ari Shafir and Mark Norman. They were there and their shows were canceled. It's goddamn chaos, okay? It's chaos for everybody. Uh, but we made it uh, to the show. The shows were fun in St. Louis. Uh, one interesting thing that, uh, something I, I realized is that we are living in, I don't know if anybody who watches this show or listens to this show. I'm sure you guys obviously all love stand-up or some of you like stand-up. Did someone say it's frozen? I hope not. Um, But anyways, I uh, welcome to airport chat. It's not airport chat. I'm just venting. I'm just venting, okay? It's all we're doing here is we're just venting a little bit. I'm fucking with our... uh, I'm fucking with the audio. I apologize for that. It's it's not frozen. I'm not looking at the chat. You guys are just fucking with me. Anyways, but so I know a lot of you guys like stand-up comedy. I'm sure you go to stand-up comedy shows. Heckling, we can all agree, is a bad thing. You don't want to be a heckler, but I will say that it is truly the golden age for hecklers. It is, there has never been a better time to be a heckler. So the late show on Saturday night, get on stage. 
I'm doing my thing. And this guy, he keeps interrupting and he keeps, uh, what did he keep yelling? He goes, he, he was like, let's go brother or something along that lines. Some, something like that. It was very like, you know, he was trying to, he thought he was pepping, you know, hyping the show up. And I, you know, I was kind of going back cause it's late show Saturday night, late shows among comedians, just a notorious people are wasted, you know, and it's a little looser of a show. Sometimes just because people can be really drunk, right? So this dude's like keeps yelling out. I'm playing with him. You know, I'm making fun of him or whatever. And then I guess at some point the club is they they tell them, yo, you know, you gotta like, you gotta keep it down. And then I'm on during my set. And then I guess at some point he stood. He was with this group. And then at some point he stood up on the chair to start yelling. Like, and they go, okay, it's time for you to go. They kick him out. And then he's, he gets he gets the boot. I finish my set. And then I go outside after the show. Or no, sorry, not after the show. After my spot, I'm outside. And this guy's there. And so he's waiting for his friends because uh, I guess they weren't really his friends. But they were like people he kind of knew. And he somehow got involved in their group that day. Like someone of them was trying to explain it, but they're like, they essentially, right when the show started, they were telling the people there, they're like, yo, kick this guy out. Even though they came with him, they're like, you can kick him out. It's fine. He's fucking obnoxious. He's embarrassing us, all this stuff. Right. So I go outside and he's there. And then, you know, he started, he goes, oh, you're the, but he's super drunk. Like he's, this guy's fucking smashed. Right. And, uh, and then he says the thing where he goes, and every comedian has heard this before from hecklers where they go you know we're helping he goes i'm, I'm helping the show you know wasn't i helping the show i'm like not really like we don't need help but d- not don't get me wrong it was it was entertaining like for the people who were there in the sense that like people like to watch a heckler get made fun of and then he goes you know i'm helping and forever i'm telling you up until even a few years ago Heckler goes, I'm helping, and comedians would be like, no, you're not helping. Shut the fuck up. But now they kind of are helping in a weird way. They're not helping the show so much, but there's so many comedians who are like, yeah, yeah, like they want to be heckled because then they're filming these shows, and then they put it on YouTube, and their YouTube clip gets 2 million fucking views because they, you know, destroyed, destroyed a heckler. You know, and it's so funny, like it's the heckling has really it's come around for them forever. They were like, we're helping. And everybody was like, no, you're not. You're not helping anything. And now. The hecklers, they're kind of they are helping a little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not like I'm not posting the video of him heckling because it was not like I mean, it's fine. I was just kind of maybe I'll post it in the Patreon if people want if people want. I can post it as a little exclusive because it's not something I would post really. Um, on a, on a, I don't want to like release it or whatever, but I, I can maybe do that if people want to hear it. But he's just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm helping. And we're like, you're not forever. He's been like, you're not helping. And then, and then his girlfriend stayed and she was heckling Ryan. And then, and she was even a worse of a heckler than he was. They, they were both just this nightmare couple. And then, but Ryan's like, yeah, I probably got some good clips out of that. So it is, uh, it is odd, odd state of affairs. Uh, that we got going on here. Um, a few things we're going to talk about, and then we're going to get the show started. I have an email I'm going to answer, and then we'll get to the show. And uh, yeah, once again, if you ever, if you want to call in about the dumbest thing you've ever done, or if there's just whatever you want to talk about, uh, you need some bad advice, 
we can do that. Uh, but yeah, the one thing I do want to talk about, because this is, I was actually doing, I was kind of just joking about this on stage. I released a video today on my YouTube channel. Uh, by the way, so like and subscribe to the channel if you can. It helps us like the video and subscribe and, yeah, you know, all that stuff. You guys know what's up. I don't need to tell you, but I guess I will. But anyways, um, I was doing a joke about the monkey pox. I released this joke on my YouTube channel. You can check it out. But it was really amazing because uh, the monkeypox CDC came out with the monkeypox guidance. And they literally came out with guidance on how to have sex when you have monkeypox. And my joke was like, why don't none of the things are like, don't have sex if you have monkeypox. They're like, really, they're like, you know, push through having uh, sex if you have monkeypox, right? And then, but they actually had advice. And one of the things, the advice was like, keep your clothes on when you have sex. That's a good way to not transmit monkeypox. If you have monkey, like imagine you're banging and the person has fucking open sores. And then one of the other things was to go, if you have open sores, just cover them up. Like maybe, so I guess if you have like all over just a poxed, a monkey poxed arms, just wear long sleeves when you're having sex. And we're like, you think with the credibility hits that the CDC has been taking over the past couple of years with COVID and all this shit and just how heightened alert everybody's on. And then they're giving this advice insanity insanity that the cdc which is you know people i don't know if maybe it's a troll maybe the cdc's at the point where they're trolling us and they go you know it'd be funny if we tell people who have monkey pox just give them advice on how to have safe sex even though they currently actively have monkey pox mental absolutely absolutely mental um a few things we're talking about uh in the we're still actually talking about this Department, which is uh, an interesting development. So uh, we're back to trans swimmers. We're still on trans swimmers. But uh, in this department, the swimming body, I don't know what it's called. Uh, They're called the FINA. Fina, I don't know how you pronounce it. But they're, they're, uh, you know, they're the world swimming governing body. And uh, they made a ruling there. Look, no trans women in, no trans women in uh, can compete in uh, against biological women in swimming. Which again, I'm like, nobody gives a shit about swimming, let alone female swimming. I hate that they make us give a shit about this by getting this in the news cycle. But then they they have the kind of most rational argument that can be made, which they go, look, we're going to make an open category, which again, they think that the, that the, I don't know if they think that this will be like a, some sort of compromise that will be accepted, but they go, look, we're just going to do an open category that way uh, opens open for everybody. And then there's, (laughs) again, they go opens for everybody. Anybody can compete in open. If you're a woman, you can compete in the open category, but then, uh, the, female category is you know biologically female unless you transition before you are fully transitioned before you turn 12 years old which is, i don't know if that really happens a lot and you still have to take all these testosterone tests and all this stuff which is essentially saying like hey well we're gonna accommodate you without accommodating you because they don't want to swim in the open competition or in the open category at all they want to swim against women because they're women in their minds or whatever right so they go I have a woman's brain and I want to swim in the category against women's women with women brains. And, uh, yeah. And so 
I mean, I'm sure this is not the last we heard of it, but uh, it is it is interesting that um, I, I imagine you'll see a lot of ones fall in line with a similar uh, a similar tact. But so we're still talking about female trans. So women, uh, let's see what's going on in the uh, comments section. But what is a woman? Says Polaris, the North Star. I, uh, yeah, we got some, I don't know what's going on. They're, they're talking amongst themselves. I see Gerard, something about if Fauci had written Leviticus 13, all of the commandments for leprous would be about how to bang. Yeah, probably. I mean, it is like a monkey pox. You're talking, it is leprosy territory. You're not like, it's not total leprosy territory because it's not that, that bad, but, uh, it is in that realm. Uh, and then another thing, this is uh, kind of Canadian related, but this professor, who I'm sure a lot of you saw because this guy has been fucking losing his mind online. This guy, Amir Adaran, he's an Ottawa professor. He's very, very outspoken against any person who he believes uh, is um, right wing or a MAGA. He basically thinks every person who doesn't agree with him is is like a make America great again person. But so he he tweets this. He goes, hey, United, why are you breaking the law? Masks are required on all flights out of Canada. Your flight attendant isn't wearing one. This UA3737 in Ottawa right now. And he t- posts a photo of a flight attendant. She's just like doing her fucking, you know, talking to the pre-check or whatever, like announcements. And she's not wearing a mask. And he's like trying to publicly shame her. And this guy's like whole online thing right now is just beef which i don't know if this is a strategy or if he if he just enjoys the beefing but uh it's i've seen stories like this before and this guy is going to like twitter has this weird feedback loop where you get into beef and then you go in and it creates more drama and then he probably starts getting new followers coming in he goes oh this is like a good strategy to be uh you know a important person on Twitter. And then he's going to say something just crazy and get kicked off. But the most hilarious thing is he wears one of those P100 like painter's masks, right? Like those in, like those super intense masks. He's still wearing it, okay? Which whatever. He's an epidemiologist. He thinks he probably, he knows more than I do about this shit. Good for him, okay? He wears one of these masks. Good for him. But the fact that he still is, this is like the crazy thing is the fact that he's still worried about COVID where you go, look, you got this fucking insane mask on. This thing is the Rolls Royce of, you know, COVID mask has two filters on each side. You know, I'm sure you could like survive a mustard gas attack. And then he's still like, you know, wanting to complain and tattle. And then it turns out he goes, Oh, she didn't know she was misinformed, but she's probably lying to you. She only knew she just didn't give a shit because she lives in America and she has to take these flights to Canada where all of a sudden she has got to put a mask on. What is this like? You know, whereas in America, it probably doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter in America. You don't get, nobody cares about COVID there or whatever the fuck. And then in, uh, Canada, all of a sudden she's got to wear these masks and it's just a fucking nightmare. So, uh, but if you want to go check out this guy, his Twitter before it'll eventually get deleted, but until it does, uh, it's, it's there and, uh, he's just getting in fights with people all day long and it's you know, probably his wife will leave him if he has a wife. Cause eventually she'll be like, what the hell is going on? 
Uh, and then uh, one more thing, and then we're going to get to the ep- – oh, actually, no, we're going to read an email, and then we're going to get to the episode. Uh, but this one, this is a little weird one. I don't know if people saw because this is just um, an interesting thing to me with how Americans uh, see America and the rest of the world. And, and I could be wrong on this. I'll, I'll totally concede. But so there was this thing going around where these Haitian Special Olympics delegates, there were seven of them, went missing in – uh, Florida, they, I guess they went over to Florida for some sort of business and then they go, they're all gone. Then nobody knows where they are. And there was like an Instagram post that I saw and everybody was like, oh my God, we're so worried. Like may- maybe something happened to them. You know, we're, maybe something happened. We're, we're worried. Uh, like, and all these people, you know, they're like, oh, maybe they were like abducted or they were killed. Everybody goes to the worst possible place when the obvious answer is they're like, yeah, we live in fucking Haiti. We're just going to stay in Florida and pr- whatever we're going to do in Florida is going to be better than working, living in Haiti, probably. Because, you know, it's tough, tough sledding living in Haiti. I definitely believe that. But it's just amazing that Americans were would see that. And nobody, like, I, I was looking at the comments and maybe two people were like, yeah, they probably just, like, disappeared because they don't want to go back to Haiti. Everybody else is like, oh, something horrible must have happened to them. And you're like, it's just a very America-centric idea to think that, I'm not even America centric. That's the wrong way to put it. But it just was interesting to me that nobody thought the most obvious answer, which is they're like, yeah, we don't want to go back to Haiti if we do not have to. Uh, but if anybody knows any updates, yeah, there's a t- huge Haitian population in, in Miami. Um, okay. So we're going to get down to the episode. I'm going to read an email. We're going to do the dumbest things uh, that you've ever done. Uh, I will give you one of my, I was trying to think today because I, I came up with the thing. I go, what are the dumbest things I've ever done? I mean, I've done lots of dumb shit for sure. But this one kind of st- stuck out to me because it gives me a physical, like visceral, uh, just thinking about it, you know, like it honestly makes me like my, my skin crawl. It wasn't dumb, but it was embarrassing, but it was kind of dumb. So uh, a comedian who I know, who I'm actually kind of friends with now, but at the time I wasn't. This was like 10 years ago, probably, in Toronto. And so a bunch of us went... <laughs> so embarrassing. A bunch of us like went out for like wings or something after a show. We were all, all out. And then the one guy who I'm friends with now, was he was talking and I don't know, we were maybe drinks involved, but another guy who were there with the comedian was like, you could just tell this guy was rubbing him the wrong way so badly. Like it was just like clear on his face that he was just pissed off and... Just like this guy was bothering the shit out of him and there's like six of us out. And I just, I remember it like so specifically and it got to the point where like you could see it on his face. And then I went and I, I go to text him under the table being like, man, you really can't stand this guy, huh? And I sent him the text and then I look up and then I look back down and I sent it to the guy, not the guy who was being bugged, but the guy who was doing the bugging. Like my, who's who now a guy I'm friends with. We've never spoken about this, by the way. It's never come up. It's one of those things we've just memory hold that we go, that never happened. And if he's watching now, I wonder if he even remembers it. But uh, I honestly texted him and I was like, and I, you know, I'm I, there's six of us at a table. I text him this, this thing that I meant to text to somebody else. And then I'm like, okay, well, we're just sitting here for the next fucking hour pretending. I started like sweating. Oh, me even recounting it right now, I go, oh, I have to shudder just at the idea that I did that. Okay. 
I'm going to read one email and then we're going to get to the show. Thank you very much, everybody, for spending your Tuesday nights uh, with me on here on Low Value Mail. I do appreciate it. Okay, one email and then we're going to open up the phone lines. This is from John. It says, hi, Danny. Long email, but I think it's a funny story. My friend's girlfriend thinks it's cool that guys will fight over her. Recently, she danced with some guy at a bar and my friend shoved the guy and then my friend was thrown out. I didn't see the whole thing, only the shove, but I exited the bar when I saw my friend getting escorted out. So I went outside and asked him what happened. The girl came out, uh, the girls came out too a couple minutes later and he yelled at his girlfriend. He stormed off and I followed because I was worried. I talked to him and he explained that his girlfriend has done this like a dozen times. I played devil's advocate for her at first. I don't know why. Not cool. In hindsight, I feel like a retarded simp. My friend got high and spent the rest of the night venting to everyone that would hear him. They made up the following morning flashback once before this event we were all drunk and my friend's girlfriend leaned in real close while asking me about food i pulled away because it felt weird then two minutes later my friend was in a semi-confrontation with another guy who was dancing with the girlfriend and that guy turned out to be gay so my drunk friend spent the rest of the night saying i'm not homophobic or some shit and trying to explain his upbringing may have been homophobic while the gay guy was clearly flirting with him than me it seemed like the gay guy thought he could use my very drunk friend's guilt to get laid, a tactic you have probably employed against countless men. Ha ha ha. All the while, the gay guy's middle-aged lady friend made out with the friend's girlfriend. I suppose my friend didn't have a problem with that, but I can't be sure. Anyways, is she a whore who wants to be stolen, or does she want her boyfriend to beat people up because she is some other slur? Have you or a friend ever had this problem? I was sorry for my friend at first. I remembered he had... Uh, he had me read one of his poems, ouch, and it was clearly a love poem about a different girl we both know. So I think he's putting up his current girlfriend because he's not guaranteed to get a girl he actually wants. So it's sort of like he's asking for it, not that the girlfriend can know how he feels, I mean more in a karmic way. I think it's obvious he should dub his girlfriend and shoot his shot or just get a different girl that doesn't work out either. Also, I think I may resent him a bit because I wouldn't mind fucking either girl, especially the girl he wrote the poem about. How do you kill resentment? I love how this wound up with, how do you kill resentment? Uh, well, how do you kill resentment? I, I will say about this whole scenario is that, I mean, some uh, some relationships I find thrive off of being in this like toxic thing, you know? Like I've seen relationships where you're like, this is, this is a normal thing and it actually, in an odd way, that like that's that's the best option for the relationship is like, you know, they're, they're fighting. It's like, you know, the quote unquote like, fight and fuck relationships or whatever where like you know they argue a lot and then that that kind of allows them to reach some sort of balance or whatever so it very much you just gotta find the right person who you know suits you mentally and for some people crazy enough that is this type of relationship where they go why are you talking to them and like the girl like the girl wants to feel wanted and she does that by like you know, almost acting out so then he has to be jealous and then you know shows that he wants her whereas you know some people are like that's the most toxic shit ever i would never want to do that but for some crazy people that just works especially if you're a certain age as well that does work uh and then in terms of how do you kill resentment i mean i don't know man that's like some buddhism shit right there i would say uh maybe meditate how do you kill resentment? I don't know. If anybody knows how to kill resentment, call in. Let me know. Um, okay. And we are going to open the phone lines. But before I do, we had a song, uh, a new song made uh, by a fan of the show. He's in the chat uh, right now. 
It is benevolent. Uh, what is his name? Benevolent Dreams. He made a quick little song. I'm going to play it, and we're going to open the phone lines up. All right, that was uh, Benevolent Dreams. Uh, if he's in the chat, that was the song. Let me know. Oh, was it not loud enough? God damn it. All right, we're going to try it again. Okay. Trying it again. Hold on. This is it. This is it. Man, I haven't seen one low value. Man, where is the low value? Man, I think I want one of those. I want a low value. Loud and proud, low volume, man. Do they not know how to use microphones? Low volume, man. Where the low volume, man? Maybe that's a good thing. Low volume, man. Okay, there we go. Benevolent dreams. Uh, that was a shout out to him for making this song, and we got a call. We're going to take a call. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hello. How are you doing, Danny? Good. How are you? Who am I speaking with? I'm, you're speaking with Ricky. How's it going, Ricky? How are things? Oh, pretty good. So well, you, you guys are doing the dumbest, the dumbest things you guys that you've ever done? Yeah. What's the dumbest thing you have ever done? All right. Well, I'm from uh, Alberta. Fuck yeah. I remember... Hell yeah, bud. And uh, when I, I remember when I turned 18 years old, because that's the... That's the drinking age in Alberta. Yeah, um, we went to the. We wanted to go see um, Endgame. We wanted to go see Infinity War with my friends, and they all decided that they wanted to bring bees into the theater. And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of a good boy, so I was really nervous about it. So I decided to buy like a Mickey, like a 330 mil Mickey. Okay. Yeah, and then like when we got to the movie theater, I was still really, really nervous about bringing it in. And I still had only like ever drank like a few times, so I didn't have like the association of like how much alcohol is bad. And so I just drank the entire Mickey oh. before we went <laughs> into the movie theater. Yeah, it was really bad. And so I only lasted, I think, about fifteen minutes um, into the movie before I just started getting like the strongest urge ever to just puke all over the place. <laughs> and I went down and I, like puked in the toilet. It was, they had this, like, private stall, like, at West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. And uh, so I puke in there, and I'm, I look at myself in the mirror, and I go, it's okay, Ricky, everything's fine, you're going to be able to do this. And then I go back into the theater, walk up the stairs, and as soon as, like, my butt hits the seat, I'm like, I am not okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, everything is absolutely not fine. And, like, this time, it's like, as soon as I get to, like, the private stall and I start closing the door, I just start projectile, like, vomiting just everywhere so i paint like all four walls of the bathroom oh. and just like look at myself covered in puke and at this point i'm panicking because i'm like obviously i can't go back into the movie theater like i i am just covered in soaking puke this panicking 18 year old kid 
And so I just like turned my like Rough Riders shirt inside and out <laughs> and just like ran out of the movie theater. <laughs> oh, damn. Rough Riders yeah. shirt. What year was this? Well, this is, this would have been 2017. There was Rough Rider shirts in 2017? I don't you know, know, like, are, are we talking the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Oh, the Saskatchewan. Uh, for whatever reason, I was picturing like the DMX brand, like the Rough Riders. Oh, and no. I was like, they still I'm, make I'm, that shit, but yeah, yeah the, dude, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, so, of course. I'm of course. so Canadian Prairie that it's just, you know. no, no, no. I should have known. <laughs> I should have known that that's what uh, that's what it was. For some reason, I thought DMX. Although I'm sure the Ameri- none of the American listeners were thinking uh, about the CFL football team. Um, but that's, that, that's yeah, funny. I'm, I'm, I'm certain they were thinking of the Canadian football team. Yeah, yeah of course, of course. And so, and then here's why you just went home. After that? Well, I just, like, honestly, it was, like, 11 p.m., so I just, like, ran. Like, I just started running from the mall, and I, like, left my friends. And Infinity War is, like, a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie. So I think I ran, like, 30 blocks, and then they phoned me, and they're like, where are you, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we saw the bathroom, so we knew that you had you had probably done some damage. But, uh, yeah, Ugh. they just came and, like, picked me up, and we, like, walked home, which took, like, three hours i'm sure you had no sense of time but yeah the west edmonton mall is like kind of there's nothing really around there right like you're not really gonna be like no no, there's nowhere like yeah there's nowhere to really go no i think we went to denny's afterwards and so at that point i had sobered up a little bit so at like three in the morning i was sitting at denny's Still covered in puke, but somehow not smelling probably smelling profusely but like oh yeah you probably smelled absolutely disgusting um, yeah. <laughs> cool, buddy. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Anything else you want to? Anything yeah, else thanks. you got? No, man. But I love your show. Love your stuff. Hell yeah! Thanks, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, that's uh, unwanted vomiting is generally not that fun. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. How's it going? Good. How are you? Who am I speaking with? Rob. Hey, what's up, Rob? How are things? Good. 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 So I guess I guess we got a story here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we, this is an episode. This is a stories episode, if you will. Okay, okay. So I, I have one. When I so I used to go to boarding school when I was in high school. Okay. And um, kind of like not in the same vein as I guess most people, but we used to um, we used to like build like little I guess like flashbang bombs. I guess the best way to put it. So okay. we thought so we blew up the pitcher's mound at my boarding school and it made the entire sky turn yellow for like, I don't know, let's call it 30 seconds. And so some, and so the cops got called, everyone got called and it was crazy. They never found out that it was any of us, but it was just such a crazy. Was it like with a firework, like an M80 or something? Sort of. Yeah. It was like a mixture. It was more just like chemicals. Oh, okay. You just like got but a bunch so, of chemicals. So, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't, wasn't supposed to make a loud noise. It was supposed to make a ton of like color, like not destructive or anything. Right. But just like it, it just made turn the sky like yellow and red for like 20 seconds. Pretty funny. That's uh, that's pretty wild. That's uh, yeah, yeah. and no, nobody ever found it. Like you never got no, nobody no. snitched. It wasn't like it wasn't really well, no. So nobody snitched, and there wasn't really anything like that bad that happened to the school. They kind of just like forgot about it after three days. Oh, that's not too bad. I, uh, yeah. 
speaking of a dumb thing I did once when I was in summer camp when I was a kid, which I don't think I've ever told anybody this is like, uh, there were like we always it was like a big deal because we were probably like ten or eleven and it was like a big deal to have just like a lighter like everybody was just like obsessed with lighters and stuff and like Zippos even though nobody smoked or anything I just like I don't know there's just something about when you're a eleven year old boy and you're like lighters are cool I don't know and then we all had like you know uh, I think it was bug spray or something I can't remember what it was but there was a nobody was around and then I I was like for whatever reason I had this idea where I was gonna spray kerosene all over the side of this like wood cabin and light it on fire and I just like did it and it like fucking flamed up so big and it started to like spread a bit and I was like oh my god I think I'm about to burn this whole fucking thing down and then I finally like grabbed a towel and put it out, and I was like, I was like, that is maybe the dumbest. That might be a dumber thing than the text I sent, actually, in hindsight. But it nice, was, nice. It, it was really, really fucking stupid. Uh, All right. So before I before I head out here, yeah. I had an, had an interesting skit idea. Sure. So I've been seeing this meme going around recently okay. with inflation not being transitory, but instead being trans. Oh, inflation is trans. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think I think a big skit on, you know, inflation's transition be kind of interesting. Like sort of like take Margot Robbie per se. Yeah. Add like two hundred pounds in a dick. Like you know, you, I think we're getting somewhere there. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't know what is specifically the the premise of how inflation can be trans. What's the meme? Well, it's it's so so it's like so. Biden administration talking about how inflation is transitory for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that no, is just coming out as trans. Oh, well, because people will accept it. Yes. Well, yes. We just sort of like, we went from like a sort of good economy to like, so we just went from like the economy being like, let's say describe it as Margot Robbie. Then we add 200 pounds and throw a dick on it. Yeah. I mean, if, if the inflation was trans and not transitory, everybody would have to be okay with it. I think so. I think that's the next line that's going to come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool, buddy. Thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Peace. All right, take care. Yeah, yeah. I like. Uh, I think a lot of guys have uh, stories, dumb shit they've done that involve uh, explosions. Anyways, uh, shout out to Matt Newey. And he says, with the super chat, he says, in low-value fashion, the Canadian government voted yes to approve Bill C-11, get prepared to be cucked or for Senate to strike her down in October. I wouldn't mind talking about that. Matt New, if you know a lot about that, call in. I'd like to talk about Bill C-11. Um, I don't know too much about it. Hello, thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Who am I speaking with? Hey, Danny, it's James from PA. How are you doing? Hey, James, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing good. Thought I'd call in and share a personal story. Yeah. It seems to uh, I'll stick with some kind of the same vein of, alcohol and people um, okay i feel like everybody's yeah every guy's gonna be explosives and alcohol (laughs) mine didn't have any explosives too bad yeah um maybe i'll add a few and make it a little more for the american (laughs) crowd yeah guns and explosions um no i went when i was younger i was uh 19 took some alcohol to a party and lots of people big bonfire out in the middle of the woods and uh and i'm talking probably 50 or better people. And it was a lot of people I knew from high school, a lot of people I didn't know. Obviously, nobody was carding anyone. Nobody really gave a shit. So going through the night, having fun, la-di-da, all of a sudden we see lights and the entire party gets busted. 
Now, I didn't think anything of it. I had brought alcohol, but mostly I didn't think I was sharing it with anybody. It was kind of all the alcohol just kind of went to one area. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess some people snitched, and um, I got completely caught up in this deal. I ended up getting a felony, um, furnishing alcohol to minors. I got, like, multiple misdemeanors with that. I ended up getting the felony dropped, but I did have to spend uh, multiple months in county jail over that. What? Um, so, sorry, yeah. for, say this again. You you went to just like a party. How old were you again? 19. So you're 19. You just go to a party and you because you brought alcohol? Yep, because there was tons of underage kids there, and uh, uh, which I didn't know. A lot of if You know, once everybody's like around 16 plus, it's hard to know. I mean, I... I'm 30 now and people still think I look in my twenties, which I don't believe, but yeah. it's, well, you I know, mean, it's, hard. I mean, you could look like you're 29. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Some of those, but so kids you that just, were underage and this was like a bush, this is kind of like a bush party. Yeah. Just a big bonfire out. And, and you, how much, it, sorry, how much alcohol do you bring? I brought two six packs, if I remember correctly. And it you had to lot. spend several months in county jail. I was the only one that got snitched on. It seemed like, but what, did they, what was and, everything? And why? How did they say that you bringing two six packs was you giving uh, multiple a uh, bunch of the younger people and then some of the people that put the party on? Basically, it just all came down to like me and like two other people that they put it all on. The other two people had money for lawyers, and I was probably the poorest person out of all of them that got hit with this. So I was left with basically a public defender in my own story against everybody else's. And they um, were, and did they say that you organized the party or that you, no, uh, I, that I was one of the few that brought alcohol and didn't make sure that it wasn't, that it was only going to adults, but it wasn't the type and, of thing where just like everybody was drinking there. No, everybody was, it's just, it came down to whose stories and who had any proof. And also it came down to basically like I could get a lawyer and completely fight it, but then, uh, the public defender and them, they were giving me like a plea deal to get off of the felony. So me being stupid, it's like multiple stupid things that I and did, what me was, being young. And what was the felony exactly? Just giving alcohol to a minor? Yeah, furnishing alcohol to the minor. And that's punishable a, by jail time? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. What? Yeah, for, yeah, I got three months in county. It was up to... <laughs> that's fucking like, crazy. <laughs> It was. And the funniest thing was, is I was in the uh, same, I went to county jail and I was in the same block as my father who had just had a DUI, got sentenced the same time as me. And we were on the same block for that whole three months I was in jail. I guess, I spent, that's, I guess that's not the worst thing. I mean, to everybody, when you tell them, you know, it doesn't make it look good. But I mean, for no, me but being I mean, in for there, you I had somebody there, to yeah. talk to. Yeah. yeah, you had someone to talk to. But that is fucking crazy. <laughs> that, I mean, that is like the, uh, someone says, what state was that in? Oh, uh, Pennsylvania. Did yeah, they, are they, are they str- like extra strict there or something? It's a Commonwealth. So there's a bunch of different stuff with that has to do with that. And, oh. um, also the fact that like they, this entire state and a lot of it, this entire country, alcohol is pushed hard. I mean, even through COVID liquor stores were like the only things that were open. Yeah. They were like essential. Here. And then I found out, like, my wife was working at a place down here, and the only reason the masks were enforced was because the liquor board was going to pull the liquor licenses from the place if they didn't enforce it. So that, to me, didn't sound like a public health thing. Yeah. And it also seemed 
<laughs> just a little thing that was weird but like the whole alcohol is really prevalent but at the same time it's how like the state makes its money it seems yeah to by the way jo- like, joe in the comments says something then he's right is that i don't know the difference between a state and a commonwealth in terms of like yeah. an american thing so please elaborate. i, I know, don't know i know canada is a commonwealth would, country yeah <laughs> yeah i would look into that because i i seriously think just the way it's defined and uh different way it's a pretty scary That's, state living yeah. here i feel like it's incredibly corrupt yeah. like a lot of the oldest money is here a lot of the people that have the most money they like to stay up in like the northeast of the country because it seems like not a lot happens up here and you know like when do they ever talk about states like maryland or rhode island or maine or even yeah. pa for that matter for yeah. like being havens for all of these really corrupt rich people right right i mean that's just that is so crazy i mean i i know obviously that america has their whole you know prison industrial complex stuff and it's big business but that just seems so crazy when you see how many people around here multiple months in jail i mean i guess there's a reason why (laughs) has like the highest incarceration rate in like the world or something and I'll tell you, Danny, county is worse. I've, I've heard stories and also, I mean, I have uh, a lot of people that I knew, like friends of my dad, went to like actual state prison and stuff, came back. And I've heard stories of in-state prison. County is horrible. I mean, you are in one room. There is no privacy. Um, it's bunk beds for everybody with no partitions in between. Um, the bathroom's basically like a locker room with urinals and one stall one shower and this is for like 30 people on the block i mean that's a smaller this is a smaller county jail and you just sit there and watch fucking prices right and different stuff on cable all day long yeah and that's all you do you, you never watch, go outside you're not well, allowed to go outside no like there's a there's a penned in area where you can see the sky but it's basically one big cement room that you walk into with like 20 foot uh walls on each side and the the sky's fenced in at the top but you can see the sky <laughs> crazy that's dude that's, that's county well, that's fucking wild yeah so don't go to county be yeah. careful with alcohol and i mean uh, it's more so it's just the the ease at which you can get imprisoned in this country is yes. insane like i'm pretty sure that in canada would be i'm sure it'd be a fine but at the same I, time i'm like i don't even think it would get to that point like I mean, even if the police were called, they would just break it up. They'd maybe, in the worst case scenario, they would take you home to your parents and, you know, they'd drop you off to your parents' house and they would fucking, you know, you're getting shit there. But, like, to actually do jail time for bringing two six-packs to a a bush party is... All I can think is there was some pretty um, pretty wealthy families with some kids that were at that party. And they came down hard and wanted shit done. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they were like, "Oh, my kids, and they're uh, they shouldn't be there, and they shouldn't even be anywhere near any of this." So we're gonna. But pin it's this like on. alcohol. Like, what were they? Nine years old? <laughs> it's, it's like what? It was a yeah, sixteen. They can use it. But I'm saying it was like a, what a sixteen year old drinking alcohol. Yeah, that, that's a huge deal here. I mean, it's a very, very huge deal, and yeah. it seems crazy because alcohol is so prevalent. And that's then insane. You see it destroying lives around here. Like I don't know how many. I, it's hard to find a dad without an alcohol problem or at least a couple DUIs under their belt around here, yeah. which is 
horrible to say, but literally you just got all these people. There's no taxi services out here in rural areas, Danny. And they still got like the clubs and the places to go. They have nowhere else for social interaction out here. And fucking no, no, man, (laughs) like the people can't afford to drive their own cars now with the gas where it is. They couldn't afford to do that before. And now it's just like, yeah three so months seems so home. excessive though like even i i know this girl in canada who like she got arrested like for trafficking mdma or something and <laughs> well, she that's... still but she got like you know she had to do weekends you yeah. know she had to go to jail like on the weekends for i don't know six months or something yeah like i said my other mess up was not having a good lawyer put yeah but i mean again that's another thing in, in this country or ev- everywhere where it's like yeah obviously if you have a lot of money you're you're not gonna is my my father's going through another DUI right now. No shit. And uh, he just... Tell him uh, to stop driving drunk. <laughs> oh, it's... I, he should be in prison. I'm his son, and I say that. Yeah. Because literally... Well, at the same time, I'm caught, Danny. Because just like I said, these people have nothing. And I don't blame him for this area completely dying off to where they only have uh, gun clubs with alcohol to go to or casinos with alcohol and loss of money. Why don't or, you... S- um, why don't you start know, uh, a taxi company? I, I have to have investment and underlying capital to do that. I mean, I have ideas out the ass, Danny, but I'm poor as as can be. So, I I have I we have tons of ideas. Yeah. And just like the first time I talked when I called in, I was like, "We're not useless leaders. We can do things if we can get some help." I have bunch of ideas which i'll just say loved the intro song that was played i thought oh, the that new, was the new cool. one yeah yeah shout out yeah. to uh shout out to i can't, I can't was it benevolent, benevolent? benevolent dreams yes yeah. um i liked that and uh i think if you can put that together with some cool editing video you have a nice yeah. little thing for the thing really love the show and keep it up appreciate thanks, it james thanks for calling everybody day. all right Bye-bye. take care damn dude that's fucking crazy I was, when I was in Vegas, I took a taxi and this taxi driver was like, yeah, I, uh, I don't know how we, oh, he's driving us to a dispensary and he, uh, driving us to a dispensary and he goes, yeah, when I was like in college, I like accidentally sold weed to an undercover agent under three years in jail. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Hello. Uh, Hi. Hey, thanks for calling low value mail. Who am I speaking with? Uh, Matt. Matt. I actually, I, I called on episode one. Oh, Nice. Called on the OG. Yeah, an no OG, if we will. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. uh wanted to talk about a very dumb thing that I did. Yes, please do. So, uh, I'm from BC, and a buddy of mine, his family, was going on vacation in, uh, in Casino. And uh, none of us were surfers or anything, but the idea was we take a surfing class, learn to surf, try it out, maybe ride a crappy wave, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so we did that, and it was kind of fun, kind of kind of bad at it. Anyways, like, I was well aware of, like, safety and riptide, all these things, right? And um, anyways, I'm, I'm out there surfing with my buddy, right? It's his family, uh, graciously taking me out on this trip. And uh, next thing I know, he's, like, gone, like, fucking gone, and I'm like, oh, fuck, like, he's been riptided or something. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm already freaking out because there's, like, no sharks or anything. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. He must have been pulled out towards, like, all the rocks. And uh, 
I ran out after him like a complete idiot. <laughs> and uh, I actually went out far enough to find him and we're just hanging out there and he's like, Hey man, like, thanks for coming out. But like, we're fucked. And I was like, yeah, I, I guess <laughs> you're right. So and, well, I don't um, understand. He was in the water. Yeah. We were both out surfing, trying to catch waves. Oh, okay. But so he, you kind of swam out to where you thought he was and then you found him, but then you were far away. Yeah, from exactly. Shore. I was like, Oh, he must've been pulled out. I should go look for him. Even though I knew that that was insanely stupid. Yeah. But you were trying to like save his life, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess, but I had no plan. I was just like, oh, you know, yeah, <laughs> I'll go find him. And uh, anyways, we probably would have had more trouble and maybe needed to be rescued or something. But uh, we caught a huge wave and rode it all the way back to shore and it was sick. Oh, so you had a little uh, a little divine intervention, I guess. Something. Was yeah, sick. this huge swell comes up and we actually, I mean, I wasn't, I was, I was like, I'm not going to try and stand. I'm not going to bail on the life-saving waves. But, you know, <laughs> I rode it with my, with my belly on the board and. And he, it all the way back. And, you would have uh, had no way. Confessed. You would have had no way to just swim back. Yeah, no way. The cur- it was crazy. The waves, like we, we, no matter how hard we would push towards shore, it was just like so much more than we could do. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like fucked. And it was just, and it was. Where was it pushing you out to? Uh, just out to the open Pacific Ocean. I mean, there was <laughs> like a rocky area where maybe we could have like found like a reef to catch foothold on and like wave down a boat or some other sort of support but yeah yeah but yeah i mean the like water is crazy because it's very you know if you go to somewhere where it doesn't have you know powerful like currents and stuff then you know it's just like fun splash you know splash around the water i remember going to hawaii and you know they they have like these just crazy waves and they really like can just taught like the power of them is insane like, and I always just thought like, you know, there, there must be people, especially somewhere in Hawaii where they have these giant waves where someone's just like walking along like the edge of the beach or whatever. And then some giant wave just comes, just picks them off and just sucks them in. And there's, that's it. Nobody yeah, ever sees I mean, them like ever that, again. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the sort of, that was sort of the thing where I, I out, out further, there's, there's this place where it's safe to surf and we've been pulled out past where it was safe and it was a place that was prone to these sudden much larger waves but we managed to catch one and then ride it as it sort of evened out towards the safe sort of like civilian beach yeah know? well damn well glad you're alive that could have uh <laughs> yeah me too. that could have sucked anyways anything else you want to talk about that uh no not really cool. uh yeah thanks for taking my call thanks for calling appreciate it yeah take care yeah. Peace. Um, yes, water is, cr- Nicholas Grimm says, water is crazy. That's a, that's a, a quote. It's a DP original quote. Water be crazy. Water is crazy. Don't fuck around with that shit. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Yeah, it's something I almost did. Well, okay. something stupid I did, but there was no result because somebody else noticed. Okay. So when I, when I was learning to skydive, um, I had just gotten my license. I just bought in my rig. I had about 50 jumps. Um, and uh, um, there's an airplane. Um, anyways, so I had about 50 jumps, and I was learning to pack. It was taking me like a half an hour to pack my parachute, which, you know, um, for most, you know, maybe 40 minutes. For most fun jumpers, it's about 20 minutes. Okay. So I finally get this thing in the, in the rig, and I get it on. I'm manifested for a load. I'm, everybody has all their gear on. We're waiting to get on. I've, I've talked to my people who I'm jumping with about what we're going to do. And uh, the um, the guy who taught me to skydive and the rigger at the place, the guy, you know, like the, the 
parachute gear guy. Yeah. Uh, he just like looks over like from like 20 feet away and he goes, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going skydiving. What do you, what's it look like I'm doing? He goes, not like that. And I was like, what? I, I checked my gear. I'm good. And he's like, check it again. So I like, all right. And I take it off and I look at the, the main closing loop. So, um, and there's a pull up cord through it that I didn't take out. Um, and so how that works is you have the, you, you put the parachute in a bag and you put that bag in the container. And then there's, um, a, a loop that's attached to the bottom of the container and it goes through all the flaps and through grommets. And then there's a pin that you stick in there, okay. uh, that gets pulled by your pilot chute. Um, in order to get that loop through all those flaps, you pull really hard and push down on the flaps and compress all the fabric enough to get the loop out, stick the pin in, and then remove the closing loop. And I hadn't removed the closing loop, and I was trying to jump like that. And there were like a dozen other people around me who were jumping. Like, we'd been standing there for five minutes. Nobody said a fucking word, except this guy. Crazy. So then you like almost died, I guess? Well, what would have happened is I would have thrown my pilot chute and there would have been no parachute that come, that would have come out. I would have used my reserve. Um, the reserve would have come out. Um, and then likely on my way to the ground, um, the um, main would have worked its way out and I would have had two parachutes out, which is a pretty bad uh, malfunction. Yeah. Damn. Well, that, that, that uh, luckily you didn't die, I guess. Do you, still, do you still parachute a lot? Is that like something you do a lot? Yeah, yeah. I, in fact, after that, Sky I became down. a parachute packer for my job for a few seasons. For three seasons, I packed parachutes. Really? Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, then. All right. Well, what's your uh, takeaway here for people is just be careful when you're skydiving? I feel like there's just, there's a, like, do you know, do you know people who have died skydiving or of them? Uh, I know a guy who's died base jumping. Base jumping. Yeah, yeah. That seems. More, it's significantly more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. That seems way more dangerous. For sure. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Thanks for calling in. Yep. Have a good one. Yeah. You too. Take care. Uh, okay. I got a call. I got someone emailed me. Hey, Danny. Um, oh, all right. He wanted something about trying to bang his friend's mom. I wanted to follow up on that. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hey, this is Ian from Ohio. How are you doing? Ian from Ohio. I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty well. Long time fan of the boys. It's been there since it was uh, just Ryan on there. Cool. I absolutely love you guys. Thanks, uh, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, like, yeah, you guys gave me, like, a ton of confidence, like, over my life. And, uh, nice. Just, like, uh, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Was, you guys have just always been there. Uh, Dude, yeah, so a little it, bit of uh, a little uh, funky, dumb uh, story. So uh, this past summer, I went down to uh, Peru. Uh, by myself. To where? And oh, Peru, Peru. Okay. Peru, yeah. Yep. I uh, was just doing a little bit of a, a solo trip because uh, my dad did it like eight years ago. And uh, for some reason, I thought it was like a good idea. So there's this place called uh, uh, Laguna 69 or Lake Sesante Nueve. And uh, it's at about 15,000 feet. And where I was starting at was uh, Lima. And I took a bus from Lima to... Uh, this place, Lake 69, I had to climb about 3,000 feet or so. Okay. And on this bus, um, like I had no water, uh, I had no food, this, that, and I went straight up from the, uh, you know, what was it, uh, from the bus to like another bus to get to the um, mountain to climb. And with the uh, 
elevation change. Uh, like my nose was bleeding a little bit. I was just like, yeah, this probably isn't a good idea, but I just kind of, I'm young. I can do it. No problem. So I go up there, uh, hike for a little bit. I look at my phone and I see it's like UV index of like 12 or something. So I'm like sweating this entire time. Yeah. And I have this huge backpack on like maybe like 20 pounds of stuff, just like clothes and stuff. And it was like really hurting my shoulders and whatnot. So I uh, like grabbed the water that was like inside my bag and just like ditched it in like a specific spot, like just to like remove weight, I guess, from my bag. Okay. That seems like not the best thing to remove weight wise, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had this stupid fucking like airline pillow in my bag versus water. And how so, long were you expecting to be up there? Um, about five hours or so. Oh, okay. And, so, you needed, yeah, I I need, and you needed the pillow instead of water? I was not thinking. Yeah, <laughs> isn't there a thing with like the altitude where it actually like you don't like it actually impairs your ability to think clearly? Yeah, yeah. So going from yeah zero feet elevation to fifteen thousand feet is you need like three days or something. I was like, fuck it, I'm I'm young, I got this. So I make it up about uh, yeah. So it's about three thousand meters up and then a seven kilometer long hike, and with that. Um, it's just huge steps. Uh, and also I don't really speak Spanish at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and given it's a solo trip, I had no idea like what to say to people to like ask for water. Cause I was just so dehydrated this entire time. And I come across some like random, like not quite waterfall, but like stream. And I just drink random Peru, uh, mountain water because I was just so fucking thirsty. And that was definitely one of my worst ideas ever, but it was probably <laughs> one of the only things that uh, kept me alive. Cause was there the anybody got, else around? Uh, there was a decent amount of people. Like, are there like, just tons of people just, just walking like as well? I wouldn't say tons, maybe like a few people every like kilometer or so. Okay. So I was just kind of like hiking up the mountain. I, uh, eventually I make it most of the way up. Um, and I'm just like every like five to 10 seconds or like five to 10 steps, I would just like collapse. And I was like 300 yards from the top. And I wanted to say, see this like beautiful glacial lake. But I was just like, yeah, I'm literally like, I'm what, 20. I'm, I feel like I'm going to die at the top of this mountain. Probably not the best thing uh, to have my mom get called and be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, no, not ideal. Yeah. Not ideal. So turn around go all the way back down the mountain and like, I have to like count in my head every single step that I was uh, like taking just to like not focus on how like dehydrated, like, uh, like how lightheaded I was. Like I was <laughs> on the brink of like death. I felt like at least. And, um, like on the way back down, you have to like take a bus back down like this side of the mountain. And the entire time I could like feel like my kidneys like swelling I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, yeah, I've been like really dehydrated before. I've like pissed blood before because of how dehydrated I was. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) This is just, you just needed water and that was it? I literally just needed water. But like, uh, it was an hour bus ride from uh, like this part of the mountain to the bottom. Yeah. So like, I was just like trying not to like fall asleep because (laughs) I felt like if I fell asleep, I'd just like not wake up. Dude, that's fucking crazy. I bet that water so, was the best tasting water ever, though. It, <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, um, I've been, yeah. And then I also sent my mom, like, a worrying text 
because she was not very like about this trip. Yeah. And I was just like, Mom, I'm not doing so well. Like, oh, yeah. I'm sure she loved <laughs> And that. like no other contacts. My phone was pretty much dead. I don't know the language. I was looking for a hostel. And I just kept going up to people and like, hostel, uh, the donde? And no one knew what I was saying. I was just like, fuck. Yeah, you're just talking gibberish? <laughs> yeah, to everybody. And eventually, uh, I walked down this random, like, uh, no, I've, uh, before my phone dies, I go to some, down some like random street in this random town. And I walk into some random person's house and they're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was a hostel. Oh, you're and, just like out of your mind at this point? Yeah. And then I just like turn around. I'm like, oh shit. And then I walk down a uh, dark alley with this stupid or- bright orange jacket on looking like a complete absolute gringo. And like, there's just like all these like slummy looking people just like kind of like eyeing me up. And I was just like, okay, I got to run. I got to go. And, where, and where'd you go? Oh, uh, just like towards like the main street, I guess. Oh, okay. But yeah, eventually I wandered around and eventually found a hostel and uh, caught up with my mom who was freaking the fuck out. But yeah. All right. Well, you got a good story out of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, if, if there's one takeaway here is when you're climbing a mountain, don't ditch your water. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to want that. Anyways, thanks oh, for no, calling yeah. in. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, mind oh, if I have uh, yeah, one yeah, more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more bit. Yeah. Yeah, so... This, like, uh, past year, like, with the whole, like, uh, I absolutely love comedy. I love what you guys do. And, like, I've, I, like, try to have, like, a little bit of a quirky personality. And that's, like, really helped me with, like, uh, talking to girls and whatnot. Nice, yes. And I finally have been able to, like, just, like, talk to, like, really attractive girls and even, like, get with them sometimes. Yeah, you do, you and, dirty dog. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, like, I'm kind of, like, split because, like, I've never really been able to do it. And now I'm like talking to this girl that I really, really like. And um, there's like a lot of parties coming up this semester. Uh, I go to big state college and I'm like kind of like split between like, do I like keep talking to these like really attractive girls? Cause like I, it's fun. I love the novelty. Like oh, it's oh, yeah, it is. like, cause like, yeah. I, What's the I alternative? Just, um, well, the thing is like with this girl, like, I remember at the, like, episode, like, 124 or something, this past episode, you talked about, like, the whole, like, recession, mm-hmm. all of this, and uh, the fourth turning, and I'm, like, kind of, like, tuned into that a lot, yeah. and it really, like, struck a chord with me in, like, a bad way, uh, just, like, thinking about the next 20 years just being a fucking massive recession, or just, like... No, no, no. we're not going to have a recession for 20 years. No, I mean, no. like... It's, it's gonna, yeah, there's going like to be a lot of... Yeah. There's gonna be a lot of change, but at the end of the fourth turning, it's actually you know it's like the flowers bloom. It's it's it, it's um mm-hmm. like you know it's it's a bit of a trough so that you can still at the inevitably hit new peaks, right? So it's like it's not it might be some temporary discomfort, but it's not something where we're you know falling into the abyss and never coming back. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not that bad. I would, dude, I would not be worrying about this stuff if you're in college and you. I would just, yeah, I would not be worrying about this shit. <laughs> okay. At all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was like one of the reasons because like she's uh, uh comes from like a very like kind of wealthy uh Jewish family. She's an accountant working at like a big four. Yeah. And um I was just like, yeah, with that it's just like it seems like a pretty future proof plan to have a uh, a wifey who uh <laughs> but dude, if you if you're into that thing, do that. And if not, you're, you know, I wouldn't put too much pressure on it one way or another. You know, just go with the okay. flow. Uh, as Bruce Lee says, you want to be water. That's another water uh, reference. We've had a lot because water is crazy. 
as, mm-hmm. the, as we've been saying in the chat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I don't know. Just go with the flow. If you do whatever you want, it's your in college. Okay. Who cares? Oh, absolutely. All yeah. right. Great. Thank you so cool. much. Thanks, it's, it's, it's amazing meeting your heroes. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, heroes. My, if my girlfriend's watching right now, she's going to fucking hate that he said that. Okay. We're going to, we're going to call, we're going to call somebody back because I got an email about someone who's trying to call. Um, I'm going to see if we can get a hold of him here. Hello. Hello, Ryan. What's happening, Danny? How's it going, man? I saw your email that you were trying to get through and you had an interesting, uh, thing you wanted to talk about well so, it's much of a weird scenario yeah so yeah, to say so, yeah so uh what you got okay um so i was dating this chick uh, about eight years ago um and she has a hot mom right she um, has what a hot mom hot mom yeah 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 hot mom um all her exes have said how her mom is hot and they always wanted to get with the hot mom. Uh, and my ex said, oh, no, she would never do that with them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but she she had told me, yeah, I think you can get with my mom. And, your ex you know, said I was that, dating that her. your ex while yeah. you were dating was like, I think you have a shot with my mom? Yes. <laughs> Seriously, yes. Um, so that was eight years ago. Um you know, flash forward now, um, I've been in the past what, two weeks, um, I've been hitting her mom up and she's been answering me. What do you mean hitting and, her up? You hadn't spoken? Uh, you, how did you, how did you reconnect with her eight years later? Uh, Facebook. You There's just a Facebook so, message with the mom. You just were like, I'm just going to shoot my shot with the mom? Yep. Okay. Yep. Went after it. And uh, I've been getting what, what messages was your, back. What was your first message to her? I, I assume she's divorced? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been divorced. Uh, and actually, during the four years while I was with my ex, uh, her mom only dated like one dude for like a week. Okay. So, so she, she hasn't um, been. She hasn't had much luck in the love department. Doesn't seem like it. No. Okay. Um, and we were always. What, what was the message you too. sent her? What was the the opener that you sent her after eight years? Oh Christ! I don't. Uh, I I can't remember. It was just kind of like, oh hey Kelly, how are you? Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah yeah okay just, just uh, something simple. I'm trying to hit on a mom. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm not trying to go in hard, you know, try to ease into the situation. Yeah. Right? Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that does make sense. And so now it's you You think it's going well? Uh, well, yeah, we've messaged back a couple times. Um, uh, and a strange thing happened where um, I got a long message back from the mom and um, and I opened my phone and saw that the ex like signed off the exact minute that I had answered the mom back. Some kind of wondering if I'm getting catfished now. Oh, you think the you ex. think the you think the ex is now fucking with you? How would the ex have access to her mom's Facebook though? I guess it's possible. Uh, well, 
it's possible, right? You yeah. know, uh, well, someone I mean, has the phone. This is an easy thing to figure out, though. You just be like, hey, let's hang out. Let's grab a drink. Well, yeah, I know. Well, here's the here's the other scenario here. Um, oh, not scenario, but um, um, this could be like a legend scenario. Like, uh, if I fuck my ex's hot mom, it's uh, sorry for the language. Um, but uh, it's uh, yeah. I mean, if she was, you haven't been together for how many what? years? I I don't know if I don't know if it's necessarily in legend uh, territory any longer. Oh, okay. You might have aged okay. out. You might have okay. aged out of that. It's still a good story. Okay. But All like, right. like, does the ex like? Okay, she, good story. Yeah, yeah. But she's like, is she married? Has she moved on? Obviously. Uh, who? Uh, what the mom? No, no, no. Your ex. What's the deal with your ex? Oh, my ex. My ex has a kid now. Yeah, so stuff. she has a kid. Uh, so whatever. you're like, you're. It's not some big like. She's like, yeah, I, yeah, I have a family. Yeah, no. I don't know. Fuck my mom. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, you know that. Yeah, no. Well, I've wanted to fuck her mom the whole time. Yes. So does that mean anything? No. I mean, I'd I say guess, at this uh, point, just you got to go for it. You got to shoot your shot. Right. Okay. Um. So, um, well, no, uh, sorry, I I hear I hear myself over on the other side of the house here. Oh, okay, stupid. Yeah, sorry, yeah. but um, Ryan, are you there, Ryan? So, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I'm I got all thrown off by this is very- hearing myself. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> well, look, okay, let, let, let me rephrase this. Um, so, uh, this could be the dumbest thing that I've done if I try to fuck her mom and I can't because, like, I've wanted to fuck her mom. Yeah, but what's, so, the, what's the, Ryan, have you so had some drinks is, tonight, Ryan? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, a couple. Okay, no no problem. No, no judgment here, just wondering. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, so... I mean, I don't think so. I think you just go for it, and the worst thing that happens is she's not down. I guess the worst thing that happens if, like, you know, they're doing some big, like, catfish or whatever, and then you end up going to meet with her, no. and then she, like, knocks you unconscious, and, like, you wind up with in a bathtub of ice missing your kidneys or something. Oh, I ended up paying for child support and stuff. And yeah, like, yeah, God yeah. damn, it's not even my kid. No, I wasn't even going there, but... <laughs> oh, okay. Um, well, here's a quick little fun thing. I've been talking to my brother about this, and he was like, well, all you gotta do is get your foot in the door. He was like, uh... You have your foot in the door. You've been messaging her. Well, I did, right. But, uh, he was like, well, why don't you have to, like, play some board games and stuff? What? <laughs> and board that games? That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was a little thrown off for me, too. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good idea, board games. Uh, you wanna play some cribbage? Just or be like, yo, me? hey... Friend's mom or my ex's mom. Let's go for a drink. And that's it. Yeah. What, what's um, with you? You want to go for a drink? I've I've wanted I've wanted to fuck her for a while. So you know uh, uh, what that means is uh, <laughs> if, if I fail, it kind of hurts, right? If you whatever, who cares? Well, yeah. I mean, I dude, mean, the but, odds are stacked in your against you big time. Oh, you almost said in my favor. I was going to say in your favor, and it then I corrected, like it. It and then I corrected like it, myself because it? it was the opposite of your favor. Doesn't it's it? very much against you. Uh, <laughs> it kind of feels in my favor, unless no. I'm getting catfished. I don't think so. But I don't think I am. All right, Ryan, this is what you need to do, okay? You need to make a move here. You, can, you need to ask her out for a drink. 
yep. something of the sort. And then next week, call back. Let us know. Does that sound okay, good? Okay, buddy. Okay. Thank yeah. you, Ryan. Yeah, it may it may take more than a week, but um, it doesn't I'll, take I'll more than a week know. to ask her for a drink. Either okay. she says yes or she says no. And, and then, that's that. And that's that. All right, Danny. Okay. Thank Don't you, play buddy. any fucking board games. Do uh, not. I forbid you. Notion, Rummy? I forbid you from bringing up the concept of board games. Mexican dominoes. That's a. That is a no. <laughs> no, that's not happening. No, not happening. Okay, later, Ryan. Thanks. All for right. Me. Thank Bye-bye. you, buddy. Bye. Have a good night. You too. Ryan, trying to smash. Oh, Ryan, trying to smash. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Yo, Danny. What's up? Who am I speaking with here? It's Tony Scarboni. Tony Scarboni from lovely <laughs> British Columbia. How you doing, man? Uh, you know, good show tonight. Thanks, thanks. You got tonight. any? You got a dumb story? <clears throat> something dumb you've done? <clears throat> Not a dumb story of mine, but a friend of mine back in 2011 during the Vancouver Stanley Cup playoff run. Stanley Cup uh, playoff riots. Yes, he. My, I have a friend who uh, call him Abraham Lincoln. Okay, old Abe was one of the first to be identified um, during that mass uh, mass uh, identification. Yep. Uh, um, I don't remember the details of it, but essentially, was he one of he the fucking jail? idiots who? Lit a cop car on fire and took a photo. Yeah, 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 and flipped a truck or whatever. So, so people don't. Know, so people who are listening or watching right now don't know. So in 2011, the Vancouver Canucks made it to Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. They were going to hopefully break a. They had never won the cup, had they? No. They had, so they had never won they the Stanley a... Cup, and Canada hadn't had a Stanley Cup since '93. And then they lost to Boston, if I remember correctly. And they got bullied by Boston. They got smoked by, by Boston. Boston. And then <laughs> the city just fucking. You guys went, but that's not the first time because there was, uh, wasn't there a Guns N' Roses riots as well? Uh, actually, the Stanley Cup riot, it was a game seven against the New York Rangers back in 93 or 94. Well, no, no, no. I know, th- okay. I, I know that they played, but they didn't riot against the Rangers, did they? Yeah, they did. Oh, they yeah, did? They okay. Did. Re- so anyways, I guess, I guess the difference between this is that there was like smartphones and everything. So people were literally like jamming a rag into a cop car gas tank and lighting it on fire. And then like posing for a selfie. So then like when it all shook out, it is crazy how just crowds will make people do the stupidest most irrational shit because someone if you get in the crowd you go you know what it's not the worst idea right now for me to fucking light this cop car on fire and take a selfie and just post it online that was the energy of downtown like if you were there like it was uh it was like a a war was breaking it was freaking unreal to be a part of that and the only the only winning move is to get the hell out of there yeah for sure just smash Uh, smash something and leave so what, what happened, he, he it's like an infectious thing, too. He he got hit in the back. Some idiots were going around punching people, and he got hit, smoked in the back of the head, and it just it made him angry, and then he lost control. And that was kind of what happened to him, obviously not a defense, but uh, he ended up having to do weekend jail. Okay. And get this, uh, at the time, 2011, wasn't even a big deal, but to negotiate a better... Uh, plea deal or whatever, his lawyer negotiated a deal that he would never be allowed on social media for the rest of his life. 
Really? I mean, again, that how, was in 2011. How is that even enforceable right now? Uh, I mean, if they find a thing that says so and so and such and such, or I mean, I know so I, many people don't who don't. Know, e- but like, you know, many people I know who don't even use their real names on. You know, like they don't have their first and last name. Like, who the fuck is going to catch you on that? He he never even used it to begin with. But like, it's he basically couldn't get a job at Google. He couldn't get a job at any tech company now because don't they all have to? Don't they all have to put their identity online? So like, isn't that like their resume? Like for sex, um, sex industry I don't people? think so. I mean, I'm sure it's slightly suspicious, but I don't think it's like a must. Must if you're like, I don't have social media, I don't use it. I mean, and like as a comedian who's promoting their own stuff, like how would you be able to do it without Twitter? Oh, no, or, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not him. I'm just saying for your friend, if he wanted social media, I'm sure uh, it could happen. What's that noise, by the way? I don't know. What is this noise that's going on here? Oh, um, probably it could be the crappy mic or... Oh, man, maybe it's your mic. Crappy mic or around an area. Yeah, it might be my, something just touching or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, that, that is crazy. But so that what was the... Was that the dumb story? Uh, that was a dumb story. Yeah, and that, I, think I mean, that just, is... Like, the, the end result was so wild. Like, I guess he could be an anonymous person, but he definitely couldn't he couldn't be a known person yeah online yeah i mean you know what and there's uh, people who are known like donald trump and then they get their fucking thing nuked <laughs> and then you're not allowed to be online i mean there's lots of famous people like nick mullen is constantly getting kicked off of twitter i don't even think he has twitter right now actually oh no he does have twitter it's like this indian doctor but like you know i'm sure he'll get kicked off martin Shkreli, actually i i uh i've been following him he's not allowed to be on twitter i'm almost certain he's not oh i know he's been banned from twitter and then uh because we're trying to get him on the boys cast and uh he's on twitter mm. now he's back on twitter <laughs> So we'll probably be off of it again. Well, and it's then, one of those know, things where on. it was one of those things where if he got super, he has like five thousand followers or something right now. But I'm sure if he got a million, and then they kind of get a aware of you, and then yeah, they'll kick you off for ban evasion. Because um, with a million followers, you could actually influence something. That and they're just it's easier for you to come to their attention because again, it's hard for them to find. He's not using his real name. His name's like something crazy. Enrique something. Mm. Um, anyways, cool. Tony, thank you for calling in. I appreciate you, man. Rock and roll. Take care. Tony Scar Boney, everybody. Yeah, we're, we're working on Shkreli. I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to grease him up, if you will. Uh, do that shit. Okay. Oh, man, we got a lot of calls from British Columbia tonight. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Valley Mail. Danny. Hey. I'm so happy I got through to you. You thank made you. it. It's a. I made it. This has been a big British Columbia episode. There's like five yeah, calls. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess you can see that. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I am. Uh, I'm Frandy Cap from uh, BC. Frandy Cap. Frandy Cap. Yes. How you doing? Uh, well, that's a pseudonym. Um, yeah, yeah. How are things? Yeah, uh, but it's a riff off of my name. Uh, yeah. So, like, are we still on like the dumbest things? Yes. Ever what done? is I've the dumbest a, thing you've ever done? plethora of dumb things oh man my heart's beating this is cool uh the dumbest thing i i I, well i should say the dumbest thing i didn't do was subscribe to uh low value mail on patreon.com that is low value mail yeah but i do regret missing the uh the uh lower payment uh the dollar 50 per month tier yep 
that's a sincere regret. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Occasionally, some people do cancel for whatever reason. There have been some people. So occasionally, there will just randomly be a dollar one uh, available again. Oh, so I should just make it my home screen? No, I don't make it your home screen. But if you check here and there, I, I don't know how to check, but uh, sometimes if you check, there, it'll, it'll, uh, you'll see it. Cool. Um, I was thinking about dumb things, some related to alcohol, some not, some of them financial, you know, not like making a sell order on Bitcoin for like 40,000 Canadian or so yeah. prior to this yeah, collapse. But I mean, I only mine it, so I'm only out like a couple. I've broken like the $400 uh, Bitcoin threshold like six times now because of the fluctuating what, values. What, what do you, what do you mean? You've broken oh, I mine it with my computer. No, 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 but what do you mean you've broken the $400 threshold? Oh, it's uh, like with the, the values going up and down. So like oh. I accumulated enough Bitcoin to like have my number be over $400 and then like Bitcoin would plummet and oh. then I would break it again and then it would plummet again. Ah, so. gotcha. Um, yeah, and like I had a 2012 Cummins diesel that I uh, held onto for like much longer than I should have and I wasn't driving it for a time. I sold it about 2019 for like, I don't know, 40 grand. Yeah. If I had just held on to it until, um, the, the like boom in the used car sale market, I would have been able to sell it for like nearly retail, which, yeah, but I mean, you would have had to predict a pandemic that caused supply chain problems. I know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I still check. So anyways, I was just collecting dust anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the dumbest thing you have ever done? Uh, maybe alcohol related. Sure. Like I was, uh, at a bush party I, in the, in like the boonies of a small town, BC. Yep. You have to like walk down these train tracks, like a kilometer and a half to get to this, like, like Bay area where people would pull their houseboats out to. And I was just like shit housed on, uh, uh, Jagger bombs or oh, while well, Jagger and beer, I would just like double fist it. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I was taking a pee like on the rocks on the beach. It was a rocky beach, not a sandy beach. And I was swaying back and forth and fell backwards, like higher than head height and cracked my head on a rock. Ouch. And my friend like watched me just like slow motion, fall backward and smash my head. And, uh, he like ran over to protect me and like girls were around. He said, his dick is out. His dick is out. <laughs> the least of my concerns. Yeah. But, uh, we had to like hobble and stumble down these train tracks again for another kilometer and a half to get back to civilization where I got to ride home. And they were telling, I was telling them, Oh, I won't fall asleep when I go home. I won't fall asleep. Instant. I went home. I, I crawled into my bed and went to sleep. Oh, right. But, uh, and did you yeah. have a concussion or no? I don't think so. Yeah. Not that I could tell anyways. I would never went to a doctor, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was thinking about another t- a Tofino trip that I had made with my buddy Josh and uh, driving back from Tofino back into like northern BC up to the Coquihalla. We had, uh, we, it was like in the middle of our really bad fire season. So like the sky was yellow with how much smoke there was. Yeah. And I was like putting up this big hill in my, uh, up the Coke and, uh, like maybe 30 kilometers per hour. Cause my Jeep couldn't handle the hill and I'm just putting, putting along. My buddy's behind me on his motorcycle. He's waving, flagging, like doing anything he can to get my attention. I pull over and I'm like, what the hell is the deal? He, 
your Jeep your Jeep is on fire. Oh yeah. wow! <laughs> and uh, the engine was yeah. on fire. Yeah, I guess I. How did I, you know what now? I, we, uh, we, I couldn't see the smoke through the like veil of smoke. Oh, because it was so through. smoky. Yeah, like like to reiterate, this guy was yellow. With yeah, yeah. yeah. Smoke I've been in. I was in yeah. Kelowna when it was like that, and it was like literally exactly like that. And it was like super smoky all the time. Yeah, it's it was, brutal. Kelowna's yeah. not far from where I live. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like um. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Cool. Thanks for calling in. I uh, I do appreciate it very much. We got a few more calls to take before we wrap this yeah, bad yeah, boy yeah. up. But uh, thank right you. On. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for calling, in, buddy. Take care. Love the show. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. No. No. Hold on. I'm trying to call Mister. Oh, here we go. We got Chad on deck. I hope this is Chad. Yo. Hey, what's up, man? Going on, Danny. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Just listening to people's dumb stories. Which is kind of yeah. kind of enjoying it, I'm not gonna lie. I bet you uh, I bet you all throughout human history is way more dumb stories than smart ones. Yeah, yeah. Well I mean a lot of the dumb stories die with the people who are doing the dumb things who then probably die. Well, that's true, but it depends on how dumb your friends are. I, I honestly think, like, yeah, that's true. But also, it's just like every person who's alive probably didn't have too many people in their family tree who were in doing dumb shit because, you, you know. Yeah, or at, least, or at least limited the amount of dumb shit they was doing. Uh, like, yeah. Because I presume everyone was doing their fair share of dumb shit. Uh, yeah, likely. For sure. Um. Anyways, what do you got? You got a, you you got anything good? Man, I got so many dumb stories, man. <laughs> I could write, I could re- literally write a dumb book. Yeah. But um, maybe that'll be your podcast. Dumb, <laughs> dumb stories with Chad. Maybe, man. All right, I'll tell you this one story, man. So I remember one time I was in high school. You know, I used to. I was the type of high school I used to skip a lot. Okay. Like. And not like to go to school. So I remember one time we was about to skip school. We was going to go get some weed. And and as a matter of fact, yeah, 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 we was about to go get some weed. And uh I remember it was like it was like eight of us and we was and we was all trying to leave and we was and but we only had like one person was driving that day. So we was all trying to get in this small ass car. And then I, I remember, uh, you know, we was able to get like everybody in there except pretty much like me and another person. It was pretty much like, I don't know what they did with the other one, but I was just like, look, I'm going to get in the trunk. All right. And then when, when, <laughs> when I get back, I'm going to just pop out the trunk. Everything going to be good. Yeah. And that's, you know, so I got in the trunk and then they did whatever with the other dude. I don't, I don't even know. I didn't get the seat. So we pull off. And I'm in the trunk, you know, so I'm like literally just, you know, hoping that everything going smooth. And then I just realized, like, as soon as we pull off, I, I seen we like, we went past the light and then we just stopped. And then I was like, what is going on? Like, why are we stopped? And I was literally about to bang on the truck, like, hey. And then <laughs> they was like, uh, and then all, all of a sudden I just hear these police radios. Nah, they just let me. <laughs> and you're in the trunk? 
and I'm in the trunk, man. Oh, no. The trunk. It was so crazy. I I never <laughs> I never imagined I could be in such a stupid situation. <laughs> and so what happened? So I mean, essentially, they uh, you know they pretty much got everybody for skipping school, and then so pretty much they told everybody to go back. So they uh, followed them, followed my friend back. Made him park his car in the parking lot, and then I guess you know they went wherever. Everybody went, had to go back inside and see the guidance counselor and the principal and stuff like that. And you're and just I'm in the, the trunk this whole time, man. And I'm in the trunk for like 45 minutes. It is hot. It's oh my goodness, it's starting to get hot. I was like, man, I don't know what's about to happen, but luckily. <laughs> Before before it got too too long, my friend came out and finally let me out of the trunk, man. And so you didn't get in shit though. I didn't get in any, any trouble at all. Wow, that's not bad. That's uh, yeah. that's yeah, not the. I actually had a story. Uh, this is I don't know if this is necessarily dumb. This might be actually in the dumb category. This is also a weed related thing. But so on, I was in high school, my final year of high school on September 11th, like the September 11th, 2001. And a friend of mine who lived in a city like maybe 20, 30 minutes away, the day before we had basically, we're like, we're going to go meet our friend. Our friend had just got some like crazy weed in Toronto, which was like an hour away. And so we're like, we're like, we're going to go in tomorrow skip school all day we're gonna go get weed uh from this guy because it was like the best weed in the world and we were like okay so we're gonna do that so i went and like so i i go to i get to school he calls me he goes yo the, these planes just like flew into the twin towers or whatever and i was just like all right whatever like let's just go like we, we didn't know so then we go we take this train into the city we like get to this guy's house it's like a 45 minute train and they're like we're shutting and i had to pick my dad up from the train station after school so it was like it's really like this ferris bueller like i had to, i was cutting it like so close and then uh, and then they were like we're shutting down all the trains cuz they didn't know if there was going to be like more terrorist attacks it was a fucking nightmare and we caught the last train before they like shut them down and, wow. and but, but anyways, and it was like we were like, this is so stupid. Like, did we really need to go get weed today of all days? And we had already known that the fucking uh, the planes had hit. And then we're like at this guy's house smoking weed, watching like the towers fall. It was idiotic. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> First of all, I didn't even know that they uh, would have been like shutting stuff down in Canada. Well, they just I had no. They just had no idea. They're just like, we don't know what's going on. But because uh, in the downtown Toronto area, it was only downtown Toronto. They were just like, you know, we don't know if it's next. And our, you know, Canadian Wall Street is there. So I guess they were just like, you know what? We're just going to like send everybody home. Right. Damn, man. That's that's crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was dumb. Um, anything else? Any other dumb stories you got? Uh, we got a we got a dumb story from Mrs. Chad. Yeah, put her on. All right, that's a bit hold on, man. Hello. Hey, Miss Chad, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am excellent. Okay, so um, I was about fifteen, sixteen years old, and oh god, this makes me cringe. It's just the domino <laughs> effect, stupid shit. Um, so I uh, I was at a friend's house. Um, we were actually at her mother's boyfriend's house. So uh, we were upstairs in one of the rooms. And back then I wasn't too into like girlier things. So I was uh, putting on makeup with the other girls or whatever. 
and I had a hookah pen and we were hitting it in the room and I was just so geeked off of adrenaline. For some reason, I took the hookah pen out of the room and walked into her mother's boyfriend room where her mom was and the boyfriend. And I was showing them my makeup and then I hit the pen and I blew it out. And they were just looking at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> I ran out of the room. <laughs> I threw the hookah pen in his son's room and I missed. And I ran back in the room and I told the girls, I said, y'all, I took the hookah pen and I hit it in front of them. What do I do? What do I say? And I grabbed the flat iron and I said it was the flat iron. Really? <laughs> yeah. Guys, and they they probably didn't believe it, but they were just like, like, like he, he thought I, it was so bad. He thought I was trying to set his son up. He was so angry. <laughs> oh, he was so angry with me. He was like, "You trying to set my son up? You trying to make him seem like he's the one smoking?" I said, "No, no, no. It was the flat iron. It, was the, oh. it wasn't even plugged in. It wasn't hot yeah, at it all." Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it's like how much smoke came out of one of these pens, like so so much yeah it was, yeah yeah like it's basically like a vape pen essentially yeah yeah but not weed not weed not weed it was just one of them little uh tiny hookah pens i got off of ebay yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was bad that's, oh god <laughs> that's funny yeah i don't know you gotta it helps you think on your feet i guess for you but yeah you sometimes you're like you're so just not thinking about that stuff where you just do that and you go what the fuck did i just do that was adrenaline man i was just i was <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. Um, cool. Thank you. I appreciate uh, appreciate you calling in. All right, Chad. Thanks for calling in too. All right. Appreciate all right, you, man. man. Good shit, dude. All right, bye. All right. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny, man. Being locked in a trunk. It's no good. All right, we got a little bit of time. It's ten thirty-seven. We're gonna do another fifteen minutes. And then we're going to start the Patreon show at 11 p.m. Patreon.com slash low value mail if you want to join. It's Hello. Thanks for calling low value mail. Hey, what's up? Hey. What's hey. Up? This is Matt in Kansas City. How's it going, Matt? In Kansas City. All right, man. All right. How's so, uh, how's I know things? you're bad at investments. Yes, I am bad at investments. This is way worse than anything you've ever done. Okay. In your life. All right, so I bought a Bitcoin when it was $10,000, about about $7,000 of it. So I almost had a whole Bitcoin there. Okay. September 2020 was about $10,000. Yeah. January 2021, it hits big, man. So, but I hear about um, how this thing called GameStop was going on. Mm-hmm. And man, at first I didn't believe it, but then like all of a sudden it went almost to 300 and that's when I bought in Ugh. and it, oh, it tanked, dude. I went from like 50 grand to like fucking 10,000, dude. Ugh. Like, did you dumbest thing I've ever done? Yeah, that sucks. I actually bought before the GameStop stuff. Um, my friend Matt was telling me about it, and and this was when it was still going on on Reddit. And I bought GameStop at like I think it was nine dollars a share, and I bought it at nine dollars a share, and then it went up like the next day to ten dollars, and I sold it, and I was like, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> 
Hey man, hey, you actually won in that thing. Yeah, yeah. all the eights, man. Yeah, yeah but then, but then the I ended up, sh- then I ended up buying some like way up there too because I was I don't even remember why, but I bought I bought like a little bit and then I just got smoked on it. I was like, all right, I'm never buying GameStop ever again. I mean, like it's I can't even believe it's how high it is right now. It's insane. Even yeah, right now, so did you hang on to it or what did you do? Um, it was about mid-February, like when I real it went down to like, oh gosh, I mean, definitely under a hundred. So yeah, it went I, down, I think it went down to like forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got- definitely the low point when I was just like, okay, I got, I, I don't even want to lose all my Bitcoin profits, which I pretty much did. Yeah, but I ended up from like seven thousand to almost like fifty thousand back to 10,000 and I was unemployed then too. It sucked. Uh, it was like the worst feeling ever. Yeah. That's a bummer, man. That's, that's the lovely world of investing and gambling yeah. and trading and stuff is that sometimes that shit happens. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people who have similar stories too, where they're just like, yeah, I was a fucking, I, I mean, there's some people who are like, I had $20 million and then I lost it all. Yeah, true. But man. I mean, I will I say, mean, it sounds like you're still ahead. So yeah, yeah, I'm still doing. Okay. Yeah, but the I'm problem is, is there's now. this psychological thing, and it's very difficult to. It's just like a normal thing that kind of everybody, but it's very difficult to kind of zoom out and look at the overall thing. All that happens is mm-hmm. you just anchor yourself to like the highest number that you saw, and then every time it goes down from there, you're just like these are actual losses when that's not the way to. Not the way to really exactly. think about it, but it's hard, and then you make bad decisions yeah. as a result. Because at the end of the day, you turn seven thousand into ten thousand in two years. It's a pretty good return. Exactly. I mean, but I mean, yeah, that's a gambler's fallacy, man. You always like, you know, you're like, I can always get back up. It'll go back again. Yeah. And that's what I was kind of thinking. I was on those Reddit message boards, like, but apes hold strong, whatever. Yeah, all that like, shit. Yeah, yeah, it yep. was fucking bullshit. Yeah, I was actually but, thinking again, about maybe doing an episode where people call in and tell us their worst, the worst bags that they're holding currently, uh, or yeah. just crazy stories that uh, they have uh, for yeah. st- for stuff like this, stock market stuff. Because I'm sure people got some. I mean, I got some stories for sure, but I'm sure people got some crazy ones as well. Absolutely. But I just thought, you know, you you talk about how bad your investments are. It can't be as bad as mine, man. I've, oh, my God, dude. I have some way worse ones than that. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe more money, but like no, no, no. Was the the short amount of time. I was actually gonna, like I was actually gonna talk about this one, but I was like, you know what, I'm not because I didn't want to make it like a. But in terms of one of the dumbest things I did was so there was this. This is the one that Ryan gives me shit about too. But it, it, it like it wasn't even like in hindsight, I would do, I would still do almost the same thing, the same. I would only make one change. But so uh, there was this SPAC. So there's this big SPAC boom, which are basically like these reverse IPOs or whatever. And so they, there was this one called MUDS, and they were like, we're buying the Topps baseball card company, which I had kind of got back into cards like a little bit. And then and I was reading, and I go, oh, this is like such a good deal. Like cards are coming, becoming popular again. Um, and, you know, there's one of the few businesses, blah, blah, blah. So I bought this SPAC. And the way these things work is they're basically $10 cash value that you can kind of redeem any time. 
Uh, so anyways, I bought it pretty close to $10. So I'm like, you know, the worst case scenario, this goes down to $10 and best case scenario is it goes up higher. And I put like a lot of money into it. Okay. It goes up to like $18. I'm up like tons of money. I'm like, this is great. And this is in a month, maybe, maybe three weeks. I'm up all this money. And then it just fucking tanks. It goes back down to like $11. I'm just like, oh shit. Like all this money just evaporated. But so a friend of mine who I know. Who was like, he, uh, he's like, you should, there's these things, they have these warrants, which are basically like an option, like a, lo- a long dated option kind of. And you go, and I asked him, I was like, hey, what do you think about, because it's come back down, if I take all my shares and I flip them into warrants? And he goes, oh, that's like, uh, he's like, I would do that. That's a good idea. Like, just go for it. And I go, like, I, I even went and looked back at the text and he's like, don't be a pussy. Like, go for it or whatever. And this guy's like this big hedge fund guy or whatever. So I go, okay. So I did it. And then nothing happened for like, you know, three months. And then it was a straight like rug pull, like the company, this other company bought all the sports licenses and instantly the fucking shit just drops like 90%. Like within five minutes, it just drops 90%. And, but had I held on to, had I just done the original thing with the $10 cushion, I would have lost like 10%. And instead I lost 90%. So it fucking sucked lesson learned there's no such thing as a sure thing and risk management and all those good things that you should do absolutely anyways yeah, all no, right. i'm super competitive yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. anyways thanks for Spiders. calling yeah yeah no problem <laughs> thanks yeah, for calling appreciate it take care bye but all right yeah that sucked yeah, nobody will. T- Hinkle says nobody will talk about NFTs. I actually walked. It's NFT New York right now, and I walked by all these NFT like events, all these board ape, all this shit on my way to the studio tonight. Actually, there's uh, NFTs are crazy, and there's a guy who who asked the girl out with a billboard uh, in Times Square. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hello. Hi. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. We have a female caller. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm actually on the air. Yes, you are on the air. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Thank you for calling. Who am I speaking with? Um, Oh, I did not think of a pseudonym. Um, You don't have to. We can call you whatever you want. How does does, uh, Anne sound? That that sounds. Please tell me I guessed your actual name. Puritanical, but yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess that'd be hilarious if I guessed your actual (laughs) name. Uh, So what's up? No, not even close. Yeah, yeah. So what is the dumbest thing? (laughs) you've ever done okay oh gosh i feel even embarrassed even though like it's a pseudonym and <laughs> yeah, it's a pseudonym like, nobody an... knows that's the whole beauty of this whole thing uh, okay so a few years ago i went through this phase of trying new things and i highly don't recommend it okay <laughs> and i went on this uh social site called meetup i don't know if you've heard of it yeah yeah yeah. i i know comedians use it to like scam people into coming into their comedy shows yeah yeah a lot a lot of people do things like that right and but i thought it'd be a good way for like an introvert to expand their social circle right Mm and so i gosh this it's so cringe i feel so cringe for myself but basically i I I don't even like EDM music, okay. but I I decided, hey, try new things. Stop being such like a introvert home homebody, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to get out of your comfort zone. I I appreciate that. Exactly, ex- exactly. And so I 
decided to go to a meetup for like this outdoor EDM slash water slide thing. Okay. Like they had these like 30 foot water slide things. That's I, uh, I don't, yeah. Yeah. That sounds actually kind of fun to be honest, especially if I don't know. Do you do drugs? I never. Oh, okay. That's so that's that is the ingredient that you were missing from this whole thing is you just need to be on drugs. Oh, okay. Cuz no, everybody I, else was. That, yeah, actually yeah. But, <laughs> but so yeah. okay, so you go to this EDM outdoor water slide thing. Okay. So here's the thing though. I get a message from this guy and he's like, "Hey, I'm blind. I'd like to go to this. Can you give me a ride?" Okay. And I'm like, well, I have a few concerns <laughs> about driving an unknown rando blind guy, right? Yeah. But he was on the way there. And I was like, oh, be a good person. Give the blind guy a ride, right? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is blind after all, allegedly. Oh, oh. And I'm also like a, like, I, I, I taught like, self-defense so like i felt i felt i felt like i could take the blind guy yeah yeah like if he uh, yeah yeah totally okay so you're you're well equipped for this you said why not you know like i i, I felt like i could handle this right yeah <laughs> and so i he's on the way it was a long commute he said he would help pay for gas and this this was years ago by the way and so i'm like okay i will i will be i will be a good citizen i will pick up the blind guy <laughs> And so when I go to pick up the blind guy, he had like a friend with him. Oh. Okay. And this is where it gets weird. So, but it was a woman, right? Okay. It was a woman like a few years younger than me. So I thought, okay, like, I'm still not concerned. Like she's a little bigger than me, but like, you know, like, I'm still cocky, you know, like, yeah. I can take her. Okay. I can take them both, you know? <laughs> and so they're in my car and I'm driving them to the EDM thing. And she says, like, they're also not really engaging me in conversation. They're talking to themselves. And, like, I'm trying to be polite. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be social, right? Yeah, yeah. And she says, oh, hey, it's almost been five years since my last seizure. I'll be able to drive us soon. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm driving a blind guy and an epileptic girl to, like, an EDM concert. Yeah, the EDM concert for the epileptic girl seems like not a good idea. Uh, yeah. Were you on the hook to drive them home too? Yep. Yep. This is the problem. And this so you could you went to the whole done. thing and you're like, I, and you know, obviously you can't drink because you're driving. So you're just yep. totally just sober EDM festival. Stone cold sober. Yeah, it's not a good idea. Yeah, no. no. Again, this is the dumbest thing I've ever done, right? Yeah. Like, like general advice to people, don't be nice. It's okay to be an asshole and say no. Yeah, it is okay like, to say no for sure. <laughs> they would have found some other chump. But so what happened? So they, you go to the EDM, you get there. Okay, it's not even like eight o'clock, and like we're in like northern United States, so like sunset isn't like it's after ten, right? Mm -hmm. It's like eight o'clock. Okay, <laughs> and there's a food truck. I wasn't even hungry. I went in line for them at the food truck, and like. We haven't even done anything EDM rave or water slide stuff yet, right? And she just falls over, hits her hits her head against the edge of the food truck counter, and falls on the gravel. 
And so I'm immediately like, you know, trying to stop her head from like going up and down on the gravel. And so what, gosh, I feel, I feel like a jerk a little bit for saying what I did, but like I stole a sweatshirt off like a Hispanic girl. Okay. That's fine. That was there. I was like, give me your sweatshirt. It's like put under her head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, like, and I was yelling at people. I'm actually really good at like situations. And I was yelling at person, go get the EMTs. Cause they had like, you know, pre- they had like EMTs there. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, case, they, right? so they got the EMTs and then what happened? And so like the EMTs come and they're, they're giving her first aid and I'm narrating everything that's going on to the blind guy. Right. Like his best friend. Right. And I tell him like, okay, the EMTs, the EMTs are like, she's okay. And I kid you not, he turns around and he's like, okay, good. He goes to the back to the food truck. He's like, where's my pizza? And so he just was like, didn't even give a shit. He didn't give a shit. Like, well, she's probably doing this. For- she's probably like passing out all the time. He's just like, well, yeah, it was apparently five passes. years. She said it was five years since her last seizure. Oh, five years since her last seizure. And then she just happened to have one right then and there. Well, of course she had one at the EDM concert. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Of course. But it, but it was even and, at the food. And so then, and then what happened with the rest of the night? She gets taken away. Oh, the rest of the night, I forced those little bitches to get back in my car. Oh. I drove them home and I called her, I made her call her mom because, and here's the thing, like I'm closer in age to them than their mom. Like they're just like a year or two younger than me. I was like, call your mom, have her meet me at a parking ride or yeah. somewhere. So I don't have to drive you guys as much as I need to. And then I met them at, I met her mom at the parking ride. And I was like, I have so much more in common with you, even though I'm in my mid twenties. Than the mom with the mom. Yeah. With the mom, with the mom. And I was like, Oh, I'm an old person. It's okay. Like I accept this. Cool. So, All right. That's, that's an interesting yeah. story. All right. And thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Yeah. No, sorry for rambling. That's um, okay. Thanks for calling. No, dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Bye. And everybody. She, I mean, she is nice. It was a nice altruistic thing for her to do. It is funny. All the guys are like, everything a guy did almost ended in their death. Anne was just like, yeah, you know, I was trying to be nice. And then I, it's a pain in the ass. It's no danger. Uh, sounded like an adventure. But every guy thing is, ends with near death. It's interesting. Difference between guys and girls. Hello. Thanks for calling Low Value Mail. Hello. Hey, who am I speaking with? Uh, my name is Jay. Hey, what's up? Jay, you're our last caller of the night. Let's make it a good one. What is the dumbest thing you've ever done? Uh, that's a ton of pressure, but... Um, no, it's okay. There's no pressure needed. Don't worry about it. Cool. Um, I swear that's kind of lame, but... Um, so, like, one of the most embarrassing things I've ever done is, um, like, uh, I saw weed. So like you sell weed? Yeah. Okay. Um so like this girl was buying weed for me and um she pulled up and she told me she's like, Oh, I'm buying uh this weed but I just got kicked out of my apartment for not paying the rent and I was like, That's crazy. So mm-hmm. when she left I went to text my friend um about what just happened and I was like Oh, this stupid girl uh, bought weed and doesn't even pay her rent. Blah blah blah. And uh, I was waiting for my friend to like text me back, like, 
LOL or something. And he never did. So I was like, that's weird. So then, like, she texted me a couple days ago, or a couple days later, to buy more weed. Mm-hmm. And in the thread, I saw the message that I meant to send to my friend. Oh, and you sent so, it like, to her? Yeah. So, like, their first three numbers were the same on their phone number. So, yeah. like, I just got confused and sent it to the wrong person. But, I mean, she never said anything. And, like, I don't know, maybe she learned, like, a lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, maybe she learned. That, well, that was actually the dumb thing that I said at the top of the show, is I did that exact same thing with a friend of mine who I sent him a text that I meant to send someone else about how someone else was, like, hating his guts. And then I sent it to <laughs> him while we were all sitting at a table. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, just, like, sending the wrong text to people, like, I've done it to, like, like, I said, this dude, like, he, he smelled bad. And, like, I meant to text my other friend, like, yo, Billy stinks. And it literally went to that dude. It was, like, I've done that a bunch. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe the thread, here is, people who's, maybe the the thread one, here is careless people who smoke weed. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, sorry to be so lame with the last caller. Oh, one. it's all good. Be the last caller. Dude, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Thanks very much. Have a good of day. Of course. Love the all show, right. man. See yeah, later. thanks, dude. Take care. Okay, everybody. The phone lines are now closed that has been the show thank you very much everybody for joining in uh, i do appreciate you all spending your tuesday evenings with me it's a fun time we have a good time we're going to be keeping it going on the patreon patreon.com slash low value mail uh if you want to keep it going i have another fucking caller they never stop but i can't take this call uh i want to take the call but I, actually you know what? we'll just take it quick quick call all right quick call you got two minutes who am i speaking with Two minutes. Okay, it's Rob from Vancouver. How Rob from Vancouver. This is the goddamn British Columbia fucking episode. Everybody's gone from BC. All right, how's it going, Rob Sorry, from Vancouver? Mike. It's all good. Good, man. Good. Uh, okay, I've got two, but I'll pick one just uh, for... Best Brendan. one. Best one. Well, this isn't the best one, but it's the shorter one. Okay. Uh, so I was back uh, in Ontario. Last time I was there about five or six years ago, and um, I don't go back there that often. So anyways, I hadn't seen sort of... Where the hell are you? Oh, uh, it's Vancouver. It's probably a crackhead. What are you on Hastings Street? Uh, no, I'm actually on Broadway, which is reasonably not bad. But I yeah, did yeah. just see a girl who was in speedo bottoms and in, in blackface. Oh, um, in blackface, okay. Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, anyway, so I go to to Ontario. I haven't seen this friend group in a while, and uh, this is about 2017. And uh, my one buddy goes, uh, "Hey, have you seen that thing? Um, you know." Uh, did uh, did Matt tell you what he's doing? Uh, he's made these little characters that you can kind of put on the blockchain or something, and he thinks it's kind of funny, and people might like trade them and like have some fun with these things. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. I don't really know what the blockchain is at this point, but I kind of have an idea. And he's like, yeah, you know, if you just get an Ethereum wallet, you know, he's just kind of giving them away. So you know, if, if you just grab an Ethereum wallet, he'll give you, uh, you know, he'll give you a bunch. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of neat. Uh, so anyways, what, do you, what have you been up to? I completely forgot about it. Uh, and uh, so five years later, of course, uh, those are CryptoPunks. Oh, no. Yeah. That sucks. So, I know. That's, uh, oh, man. It was, I, I just, I realized that, like, because uh, I hadn't really heard about them or anything, and then I read about it again a few months ago. I was like, oh, yeah, those are things that Matt made. I wonder what the deal is with those things now that people actually like NFTs. Yeah. I was like, oh, sick. Well, that one just sold for $20 million. Yeah, yeah, they're the most expensive NFTs in the world. The only thing you can take comfort uh, with is the... 
The only thing I was going to say, the only, yeah, yeah, a lot of, a lot of shit's going down in Vancouver. All right. Uh, okay, I gotta, I gotta end this call. We we run out of time, but I appreciate you yeah, calling. Yeah, that's fine. I just want to squeak one in. That's uh, a good one. That is that's a good why one. I'm not a millionaire. Yeah, you lost out on millions and millions of dollars. That is that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for calling, everybody. Take care. Okay, that's been the show. Actually, for realsies this time, no take backs. I will see those of you who will join us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash low value mail in 10 minutes. Otherwise, thank you everybody for tuning in this week. We had a fun show. Uh, if you have, you know what? If you ever have any ideas for topics you want to see covered, stuff like what's the dumbest thing you've ever done or whatever you think of, Shoot me a message. You know, you can DM me on Twitter or I'm findable people. I am findable. I'm around. I'm in it. Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate you all. Uh, have a good rest of your week and I'll see some of you on the Patreon in 10 minutes. Have a lovely, lovely evening. Bye.